1: Here we go, it's a new episode of Catfish on Ice, and ladies and gentlemen, we have actual Nashville Predators hockey on the ice to discuss. We've made it through the long offseason. And even though it really wasn't longer, it was actually shorter than a normal offseason, we have made it like through it, it made we've made it through it. We are we have made it to preseason hockey. I know it's not the same, I know it's hard to get excited about it, but no, we have it made I'm it excited. And this is Catfish and Ice, episode sixty-eight, with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe. Rich, how'd your weekend go?
2: It was good. Um, nice weather. Um, today was nice. actually a little while before we went on, I actually went um, skateboarding with one of my daughters. So that was fun. Oh wow!
1: Yep. If I tried to skate, if I try to skateboard, then I would uh, definitely be on the injured reserve list. Was oh, the season?
2: So we've got we've got the longboards, the big wide ones that you can't—they're harder to fall off of. So yeah, it's fun. Nice. Yeah, it was a blast. Nice. Yeah, it's good. That that does sound that, fun. Yeah, that that's a good. It is. That's uh. Yeah. It's
1: not big, something I've ever—I've never been able to master skateboarding like ever. Yeah.
2: I don't know if it's I'm got, that a They've got the big wheels. So you can roll over rocks and stuff and not fall. Nice! So, oh, yeah, that's it's a blast, man! It's fun. It well, we long. got we got nice
1: weather down here in Nashville, Tennessee as well. It's it's, it's it's fall. It feels great. Got the window. I got the windows open in the house, getting all that fresh air yeah. in. It is. It, it's definitely feeling like it's hockey season. So my- again, this is episode sixty eight of Catfish and Ice with Rich Howe and your host Chad Mitten as well, and we are. Uh, really excited to bring you a new episode here as we're uh, getting ready for the new season, and we got oh, to actually watch some Preds hockey. We had to watch it on this uh, Florida Panthers kind of weird, like uh, yeah, uh, video board. But hey, you, you take what you can get at this point because I will definitely. It's take just what nice I to see them on the ice. And yes, uh, they they had two losses. They took two losses, but you know what? We're gonna get into it more in our opening you face-off. Know. But you know what? We don't need to dwell on two uh, losses because honestly, it doesn't really mean that much. Doesn't mean that much. You want to? You want to? And that's kind of what the players and coaches are saying. So we're gonna get into that. We're also gonna. Uh, we got more uh, hockey coming up here very quickly on Thursday. The yep. Preds uh, will be in Tampa the to play at home. Yeah, they're gonna play on a home and home series against the two-time back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. And we're going to talk about what we want to see different, maybe. Like, maybe see some changes, some improvements. What are we looking for? Because when you're going through the preseason, it's all about evaluating your entire roster so that head coach John Hines, who's never got to experience this as head coach of the Predators, he can really fully evaluate his full roster of players. And so we're going to talk about what we want to see differently. We'll hit some quick hitters. With uh, our poll question, which got a lot of votes, which player, French player, do we think will start first this season for the National Predators? We listed some players. We'll go into that poll question, talk about the results on that. And then also we had a, a couple roster moves, minor roster moves, that the Preds did today as far as sending a few players to their respective minor league teams. So we'll, we'll hit on that. And then – on the other side of the break, we will bring back another segment of Perks Picks with Kyle Perkins. He's got his top five picks from this he's past back.
2: week. Yep. And so he we're excited. Have, he might have a bonus one because I think he might have six. All right. Six All right.
1: So so, yeah. so Kyle Perkins is already breaking the rules on his Perks Picks. But you know what? That's okay. The segment's named after him, so he's kind of allowed to change the rules. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It's his baby. So uh, that, that'll round out episode 68. So let's get into it. Again, we're presented by DraftKings, so go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We've got our promo code THPN. Let's get into it. Preseason hockey. So the Preds played their doubleheader against the Florida Panthers on Sunday. And I got to say, I thought they looked really good. I thought they looked sound. They played disciplined. They played fundamentally. Fundamentally speaking, they looked really crisp out there. Not a lot of really eye-opening, glaring, bad mistakes out there. I thought that a lot of the things they're probably working on over the off season and maybe what they got worked in for their first couple of training camp practices. I thought they executed pretty well against a very good Florida Panthers team that you. Do what
2: you cut out. (laughs) They use a lot of the Panthers use a lot of their
1: top players. Yeah, Yeah.
2: And there weren't, very i mean there's obviously some some veterans in, in the first game but um yeah they were the panthers were were pretty strong the first game was really really good um it was exciting a uh, lot lots of lots of scoring which everybody loves to see um unfortunately they didn't get the win it was a, it was a, a, a overtime loss but very exciting to watch these guys uh, get back at it uh, missed it it's good to see even if it's it doesn't mean anything. Um you know the win doesn't really mean anything, but it does mean something uh gives the coaches like good looks at, at these guys and so they can kind of whittle down the roster. So yeah, it was a good game. Yeah it,
1: it was I mean for a preseason game I found it pretty uh pretty entertaining to watch. It was back and forth. Um mm-hmm. it was it kind of started like you would expect like a lot of uh A lot of missed passes, a lot of – not a lot of uh, structure when it came to the offensive uh, attack. But then eventually, you know, like the players started getting into a rhythm. They started finding some scoring chances. And, of course, uh, Tanner Janot got it all started with a very, very uh, nifty goal. I mean, he just – he scoops up a loose puck and just kind of gets in on the net. Pretty much the hockey equivalent to a slam dunk. I mean, and he put it right over the goaltender's shoulder, a very pinpoint type of goal. Those are the types of goals where you just can't help but be excited about if if he can carry over all of his success he had last season into this season. I mean, that's going to be such a big, valuable asset for this Predators team.
2: Very exciting to see Tanner Janot get off to such a good start. Um, I'm hoping that he can continue it. Um, He actually got two goals which was yeah three points uh, he had an assist yeah, three points yep he did um yeah love watching him play his game he's he's really gritty he uh he's a hard hitter and last season he played really clean he, he only had like what was it, like two penalty minutes the whole season yeah. or something like that but he put up
1: four in this game so <laughs> he, put a,
2: yeah, he, he doubled, doubled it his, up uh, he doubled his output in, in one game but uh, yeah just good to see him um he was, a, he was
1: he was he yeah. was so active in this game. He was all over the place. Put up over twenty minutes of ice time. He looked like a leader out there on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I know it's preseason. I know all of the Preds veterans were not in there for the most part. But you really love and can applaud seeing a player like him take take that opportunity and run with it. And that's what he did. I mean, he he was a leader out there. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, over twenty minutes of ice time. I mean. He, he was out. He got a hit. He registered a hit. He put up three points. He, he, he was what you would want to see out of a player like Tanner Janot because he's, he's, he's going to have to keep elevating himself into a more predominant role for this young team. And yeah. so I, I thought he did very well in this game, obviously. I did too. With his uh, stat he, line.
2: He played really well. And, it was and another
1: see- another player that did well, and he's another player that's a part of that herd line mentality, that physicality. Those young players that are that found their niche last season found their way, and we're looking to carry that over into this season. And that's Yakov Trin. Got yes, the uh, highlight reel, short-handed goal. He he really made no mis- mistake about it on this goal. Just pounced on a loose puck, took it into the zone, and just blasted it.
2: I mean just yes,
1: another another very accurate offensive shot. And we know Trennan can do that. We we already mm-hmm. knew that he had that in his game. So it doesn't really surprise you to see him score a goal like that. But that was pretty. And that actually put the Predators up two to nothing. And then that's kind of when the yeah. that's kind of when the floodgates opened a little bit after it that. Did.
2: Yeah. Trennan actually had an assist as well. Yeah, uh, he also almost had 20 minutes on the ice. So yeah. Love to see you man. Um. Good look,
1: good looking game. I mean, you look over the box score. I mean, you saw a lot of players in that box score though that probably aren't going to play for the Predators Mm-mm. this season. That's what really makes you encouraged is you look over. I mean, you, you got Tovenin on the rock. You and played. Uh Trennan was in there. Uh Cunningham was in there. Cody Glass mm-hmm. was in there. But these are all pretty young players. Uh Dante Fabro was in that first game as well. He sure registered was. an assist in this game. But for, uh, outside of that, I mean, it's a lot of players that aren't going to probably play for the Preds this year. And it's yeah. more or less going to be your prominent prospects in the minor leagues that play in this game. And that's good that you put up four goals. Let's look, let's look at who the Panthers had playing in that game. They had Sam Bennett. They had Herbert o playing in that game. They had, I mean, they had a lot of their top um, players. Horkfist played, Horkfist played in that game.
2: Yeah, that's, that's I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, uh,
1: Ekblad. Yeah. played in this game too. Yeah. Aaron Ekblad playing this played in this game. Put up over twenty. Aaron Eckblad put put up almost twenty five minutes of ice time in this game. So yeah. it's like you're looking at them throwing out their top guns, and then you're seeing what the Preds put out there. I mean, yeah. I feel good about that score. I feel good about it, how they hung with them.
2: Yeah, and if you look at the guys who played for the Predators, probably, um, I would say Fabro was like the senior member. Of the first yeah. <laughs> of the first yeah, team absolutely going up against going up against you know Panthers, some of their Yeah, winners, look, right.
1: looking up and down that lineup. If you want to talk about senior members, yeah, it's definitely Dante Fabro. Because even Tolvanen is still going going into his second yeah, full-time yeah. season. Cody uh, Glass is still very much a young player. Even Luke Cunning is still yeah, very much still, a young player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, very good point. Rem Pitlick put up a goal as well in that first game. So and it was nice very nice that's build. that's really what you're taking out of that and then of course uh, Connor Ingram uh, wow. he did everything he could do and, and of course they, they intentionally split up the time mm-hmm. between Ingram and Cooley and this isn't to come down hard on Cooley but Connor Ingram was playing a very solid game in net uh, made 20 saves on 21 shots made some very clutch saves i mean i'm talking like bang bang type of saves and then uh, yeah. Cooley ends up coming in, kind of faced an onslaught. I'm not saying it's all his fault, but uh, yeah. he struggled a little bit. He struggled. He did
2: struggle, and it makes me think. And like I, like you said, not saying anything bad about Devin Cooley, but I'm thinking if they would have left Ingram in, maybe some different a different result. But um, that's I mean, not so well exactly.
1: But again, that's not the preseason result necessarily. Isn't what it's about. Of course, you could have left it. Connor Ingerman, but the coach has got a good chance to get some evaluation on Devin Cooley. And now they can work on some things with him. He can he can go back and look at his own game and be like, oh, here's where I messed up. I, I was out of position here. Or maybe yeah. I read the play poorly here. So it's really good for a player like Devin Cooley, mm-hmm. who's trying to become a regular AHL goaltender. So you can live with the result and not worry about the winner or the loss. And you got to look at it as they got to see two of their AHL goaltenders play mm-hmm. in this game. They got plenty of looks. Uh, you're looking at 36 shots overall the two goaltenders faced, so um, a really good sample size for uh, Devin Cooley and Connor Ingram combined in this game. And uh, you know, kind of a tell of two different stories here. But Connor Ingram, if he gets to play that third period yeah, of course, maybe you get a different result, but, uh, Connor Ingram, he, he really, he was, he was really as good as advertised.
2: Absolutely. It's really good to see him, um, playing that well again. Um, Mm -hmm. I know he was out for, for a good period. He's not, he's not showing much rust at all, which is not at all. And then, and then I I know when he played, um, I think he played in like six or seven games for Chicago. Yeah. Chicago wolves in the AHL. Um, not, not great results there either so it's really good to see him get back at it and, and pick up where he left off so and then exciting. in
1: game and then in game two um no. much lower scoring uh rich you you got to watch much more of that game than i did unfortunately i was uh, tending to my day job unfortunately and uh but rich you got to see catch most of the second game kind of tell us what your observations were
2: from um, uh, game
1: two which is a three to one final score where the panthers took that win.
2: Man, it was um disappointing. <laughs> I hate to say that, but Yeah. Just like we talked about earlier, Florida had their ringers in. Um Anthony they did played uh
1: um, Reinhart was in there, Barkov, yeah. they you know, Barkov is an mm-hmm. NHL all-star caliber player and he yeah. he he put up three assists. I mean, he 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 put up about a little over 17 minutes of ice time. I mean, I mean yeah. the the Panthers did not did not hide any of their top players for these they, games they at not. all. Um, Whereas the Preds no, did the pre for the Preds, we didn't see Phillip Forsberg, we didn't see Mikel Granland, mm-hmm. we didn't see Ryan Johansson, we didn't see Matt Duchesne. we didn't see Roman Yossi. We didn't see Matias Eckholm. I mean, come on now. So
2: you know I think I think like we said this these this was a good opportunity for for uh, john hines to start weeding out some guys and yeah. you know they are like we said they already started doing that uh, today, um, sending three guys back. But um, they have such a, a, a so many like players to choose from. You know it's this was good to not. It was actually I, I, it was probably good to not see Roman Yossi. And yeah, Phil absolutely. Spielberg, totally agree. you Want to see those those younger guys? And I see love. What they can do. I
1: love the uh, I love the approach of this double header on how John Hines implemented his rosters. I actually really really love how he went about it because yeah. he used these, this doubleheader to really treat it almost like the prospect camp showcase, mm-hmm. where he got to see, I mean, yeah, you threw in Rocco Grimaldi in there. You throw Luke Cunningham in there. You throw some of these players in who you know is going to be on the opening night roster. But uh, for the most part, he was getting a measuring stick on how this youth is really, really developing yeah. And he threw them to the fire against some NHL sure, high caliber <laughs> players. And the sure, fact man. and the fact that you lost, you you took it to overtime in game one, and then mm-hmm. you only lose three to one in game two. I'm sorry, but I will take that and run with it. I, I'm very encouraged coming out of this double as encouraged as you can be yeah. about a preseason game. I mean, I, I'm not was, over here like beating my chest or anything about it, but yeah, it,
2: it's pretty encouraging. It, yeah, it is. When I said disappointing, it's just because they lost. But, yeah, um, just you, you just some of the players wow. that I was really excited to see play in this game. They put Rocco Grimaldi and um, Philip Tomasino mm-hmm. and um, Nick Cousins on a line. And I was really excited to see those three guys play together. Rocco Grimaldi is like so fast. Uh, yeah. Watching him play, he is all over the place. And that is really encouraging. And I hope. I hope that Hines takes that to heart and sees how much how hard of work he's putting in. But yeah, um, the loan the lone goal was from um, your favorite he, player. Oh yeah, Igor e
1: Yeah, did you catch yeah. that goal? I still haven't really gotten a good look yeah. at it. Was it was it a really pretty goal?
2: How did he score it? It was it was it was gorgeous. Um, he he is. Uh, I cannot wait for him to get in here and play for the Predators. I oh, he's, know, got, he's got
1: a he, he, he's it's got, it's a matter of when, not if. And, uh, you Absolutely. know, most I'm still on the side of patience is a virtue in this in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And let him get his feet wet in the AHL for the first time with the yeah. Admirals. Let him dominate on that level to a degree, much like what Philip Tomasino has done. I feel like Afanasyev is just – is almost following the same path as Tomasino, only maybe not quite as fast as Tomasino – went down yes. that path, but I feel yeah. like they're going down the same path. And so Afanasyev, yeah, I think I think some yeah. time in the AHL will do him a lot of good, let him build that confidence even more. I think he's going to do very, very well for Milwaukee. I can yeah. see him easily leading the team in points for that team. Yeah. And then eventually, whether it's later on in this season, if the Preds are just really, really tanking and they really just want to call some players up, then maybe you see him at this point, but I would really like to see him get a full season in the AHL. And then next season is when you really are like, yeah. okay, Igor, you're coming up. But think, uh, it, it was really nice to see him get that goal though.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think one more season in the AHL, or, well, actually, it'll be his first season in the AHL. Exactly. will be, we'll be good for him. Um, yeah. So Philip Tomasino, he got some, some decent looks. He had three shots on goal. Um, he had one that, he probably wants back. He, he hit the post, he did right? Do, did he hit well, the post? No, he hit the pad. He hit the guy's uh the pad. Um, okay. all he had to do was lift it about two more inches, and it would have been gotcha. a goal, Like and he got and he got bottom. he got and he I mean it's a game of inches just like a lot of other sports.
1: And he yep. got plenty of ice time as well. Uh 21 <laughs> 30 time on ice. So he got plenty of ice time. So that yep. was good to see. That's yep. that's invaluable experience for a player like Tomasino. And from what I'm seeing, though, he still looked very comfortable out there. It looked really crisp with his skating. And so uh, that's good to see as well. I do want to circle back to uh, a quote from Nick Cousins here. Nick, C- or yeah, Nick Cousins was basically really, really uh, talking about how the team, he, he loved the fight because he, he was kind of like the other Mm -hmm. a senior member of this preseason doubleheader here along with
2: yeah for this team yeah definitely. yeah
1: and he was out there and he was kind of a leader he he, you mentioned that he was on on a line with Grimaldi and Tomasino And, Mm -hmm. and Cousins was basically said like look like we fought hard the players played very well uh you know like we did a lot of things we were practicing it practicing we we executed those things and so uh Cousins seemed to be pretty pleased with how the team played as well.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you could see the effort. Um, I think they got um, some penalties, and David Riddick actually. I think two of the goals were actually power plays for for uh, Florida,
1: which they have an outstanding power play. I mean, that, and they let's and be they rolled
2: out. Yes, they rolled out their top. Power play. Yeah. I mean, made them pay. So, and that's, and that's
1: a great test. Hey, that's a great test for the predators it is. Uh, to work on some things. Now they can take that film and go back and look at it. So, um, yeah. Would you like to see them, you know, do better in that situation? Of course, but that's what these preseason games are about. You, uh, highlight your mistakes. You mm-hmm. see your weaknesses. They can work on it. And you went against a really elite power play unit. And so, uh, You can't get too hard on David Riddick. David Riddick still made 27 saves on 30 shots. That's still a 90 save percentage. Uh, And you watched a lot of that game. Did he make some pretty? He made some high quality saves in that game.
2: Oh, he absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Um, He had one um, where Anthony Duclair had kind of a breakaway, and he shut him down like yeah, really quick. There you go. And then there was another one. um, The puck was heading uh, towards towards Riddick, and there was a. A Panther player on a breakaway—I don't remember who it was—but Riddick actually came about halfway from the goal to the to the center ice and just pushed, like, knocked the puck away to to keep somebody from getting a breakaway. So I liked what I saw. It just—he had a young a bunch of young guys in front of him, and mm-hmm. like I said, up against Florida's like number one power play unit. So you know, that's that's a tough, tough tough task for for him there. So, but other than that, like you said, he he, he played good. Yeah, there's de- there's definitely
1: more there's definitely more uh, positive takeaways from this doubleheader than there are negative takeaways. Yep. Um, I think you have to be feeling pretty good about it if you're Coach John Hines mm-hmm. when you're going back and looking at the film and you come up. Uh, they had a, they had the day off today, so they're going to return to practice tomorrow. I'm hoping to go to practice tomorrow, by the way. Oh, awesome. So um, I will report back in nice. my best journalistic uh, abilities possible and uh, on, talk man. about what I see at Centennial Sportsplex. But I'm excited about that. I'm going to go check him out, see him in person, in practice tomorrow morning. Awesome. Uh awesome. And uh, Hines has a lot. I feel like he should be feeling pretty good for the most yeah. part. And he has a lot to go off of. They got plenty of special teams opportunities in these two games, mm-hmm. especially on in. the penalty kill. And yes. so uh, if you, it, it, the, we expect the Predators to be one of those high-intensity grunt players a grueling type of teams that just wears you down. You got to be good on the penalty kill. Yes. And so they're going to get a chance to look at this film against a really top power play unit that the Panthers have and see what they could have done better, see what they need to work on. So I I would expect that to be a top priority in the next uh, training camp practice on uh, Tuesday. So uh, let's get into uh, the next segment here. And that uh, of catfish and ice episode 68 with Chad Mitten and Rich Howe as we are actually reacting to some Preds hockey on the ice as we get closer and closer to the season opener against the Seattle Kraken on October 14th. It's going to be here before we know it. And so we got this preseason hockey to to keep us us, uh, satisfied until then. All right, so the next preseason game is against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be a home-and-home series. So they, they first they got to play on the road at Tampa, then they finally get to come home for a home preseason game also against Tampa. Yes. Let's kind of talk about what, what 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 do we want to see differently? What do we, what what kind of improvements? It doesn't even have to be improvements, but what do we want to see differently? Some lineup changes, obviously. And I'm just gonna go here and say say this. I would love for uh this game coming up against Tampa Bay, the back to back Stanley Cup champs. Let's go ahead and treat this as a measuring stick game. Let's call this a dress rehearsal game. Much like in the NFL preseason, you have a dress rehearsal game for the regular season. I think this is a perfect game to do that. Let's get Philip Forsberg in there. Let's get Roman Yossi in there. Let's get Matt Duchesne in there. Let's Mm -hmm. let's tinker with these lines a little bit. Let's see what John Hines is thinking about his starting lineup for opening night. And what I mean by that is, what what's his initial – he has initial thoughts right now no, of absolutely. what he wants his lineup to be. And so I want to see him throw that out there. And why not do it against one of the, the best team in the league, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I would love for this to be a measuring stick type of game. Oma, treat it like a regular season game.
2: I agree. Start, start UC Soros.
1: Start UC Soros in net. Yep. Bring David Riddick in halfway through the game. Split the time just like they did – in game one with Devin Cooley and Connor Ingram, do the same thing here. Put UC Saros in net. Let's see how he looks. Let's see how uh, fresh he looks out there. Take him out at maybe after the second period. Hell, maybe even only play him for one period, and then let David Riddick mm-hmm. get another solid uh, 20 to 40 minutes in net against a very good team. I feel like that would make a lot of sense going into this next game here against Tampa.
2: I agree. I think that would be a very good plan. Um, In one of the games, and I'm sure he'll do this, I'd like to see him mix, like, some veterans with some of the younger guys. Oh, yeah. uh, Tomasino with, I don't know, whoever. Um, Maybe throw him with Forsberg for a a shift or something. I don't know. Just just mix it up some. But I know he needs to start weeding down, you know, who he's going to be opening night roster or whatever. But, you know – some of these guys might surprise you, and just you know, they're they're all uh, trying to get a shot at a at a roster spot. So, I'd like to see that. I liked what you said about um, Saros. Have him and Riddick split the game. Um, I think he needs it, and that might be what's going to happen. Uh, just get him in there. And uh, if, John, if, in if, there. if John
1: Hines has a short list right now of uh, French players who can make this starting lineup roster. Uh, for opening night, then, like you said, you can th- you can mix those players in. So, of course, Philip Tomasino fits into mm-hmm. that equation. Maybe David Ferrance fits into that equation. Maybe Rem Pitlick fits into that equation. Let Mix those players in. But yeah. for the most part, I want to see the veterans. If not on Thursday, at least in the next preseason game against Tampa, which mm-hmm. is going to be back home. In one of these two games against Tampa, I would like to see a dress rehearsal game.
2: I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then Cause these, so, you know,
1: I mean, because I mean, these veterans need it. I mean, I know they're vets. I know that they're seasoned. I know that they they probably don't need a ton of preseason action. But I mean, yeah. let's be honest. The, these past this past year and a half, however long it's been, they have not been on their normal routines no. due to COVID and due to the shortened seasons due to everything that's gone on. So no. uh, a, a good Exhibition game that doesn't count, but let's treat it like it's a real game. Would Mm -hmm. be really good for them, I think.
2: I agree. Um, And if he doesn't do it with Tampa Bay, you're definitely going to see that when they go when uh, they play Carolina. So, yeah, um, we'll see
1: it. We'll see it at some point. But I'm I'm just feeling like yeah, these two games would be a good time to do it because once you get to Carolina, you get really close to the start of the season. Mm -hmm. You don't want to. You don't want any injuries to happen in those last two games. And so if if God forbid an injury does happen in one of these two games yeah. to one of your uh, key players, at least they'll have some time to recover from it. If you if you throw that into uh, right. these games against Carolina, there's not a big turnaround until you get to October 14th. You're so, right. uh, I, right. I, I, so I think this is a good time to do it. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Uh, that would be I would love that. You know, Thursday right, yeah. evening. Let's go ahead and see this dress rehearsal, Pretz team, and let's yep. let's get a taste of what we're really gonna see. This coming up season and, and we're ready for it. That'd be great. We're definitely ready for it. And so let's get to our quick hitters of uh, episode 68 of catfish and ice with Chad Mitten and rich how brought to you by DraftKings, And we are uh, members of the hockey podcast network. I want to address our poll question, which kind of really? ties into kind of ties into what we were just talking about, which uh, is some of these fringe starting players. And when I say fringe, that doesn't that's that doesn't mean that I think these players are scrubs or that no, they're no. horrible players. Mm-hmm. But it's a numbers game. There's only so much room on this roster, and we know that there's a lot of competition going on right now for these starting spots, you know. And so I, I put out four choices here. I said, which fringe player invited to Prince training camp will get into an NHL game first this season? The key there is first. First, yeah. All four of these choices will likely at some point get into the starting lineup. The purpose of this poll question was who will get in first. Mm-hmm. So here's mm-hmm. what we had. We had Philip Tomasino, David Ferrant, Rocco Grimaldi, and Rim Pitlick. Those are our four choices. Ended with a decent amount of results. We had 112 votes yeah, yeah. on the poll. And Philip Tomasino took 54% of the vote, yeah. which honestly I thought that was going to be higher. Oh, did you? I thought he was going to have a much bigger chunk of that vote. But Rocco Grimaldi still has a lot of love and support
2: yeah. from the
1: Preds faithful. He got 38% of the vote. And then David Ferris and Ren Pitlick both only got 4% of the vote, which, uh, honestly, I feel like our our uh, followers and our uh, listeners to Catfish and Ice are doing their homework here. I think because so. I think you're right. I think that's a very fair uh, result there from the poll because – if Rim Pentlick or David Ferentz started before Tomasino uh, or Grimaldi, that would be yeah. a huge shocker.
2: Yeah, that would be very shocking. So, uh, but-
1: really, the question comes down to uh, Rocco Grimaldi or <coughs> Philip Tomasino. And, honestly, I feel like those are two French players who were kind of battling for the same spot.
2: I you agree really, with that. You
1: really want me, be, if you uh, want yeah. me to be honest about that, that's yeah, kind of how uh, I feel about it.
2: I agree. Um, I think when I voted – I voted for Rocco Grimaldi. I think at the time when I voted, he was actually winning – uh, but then I see that uh, Tomasino took took the whole thing. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's I agree what you said about they're kind of competing for the same spot. Probably looking, you know, for a third line. Uh, yeah. one of those guys will be on there. I um, don't. I don't
1: see them both being in the starting lineup on every no, night. No, I, I it's going to be one or the other, or maybe even both don't make the roster. Maybe yeah. all four of my choices don't make the starting lineup roster for uh, opening night against Seattle. Uh, that's very possible as well if you look over this roster right now. So, uh, I mean, you've got – because Cody Glass it really threw everything off when it came to mm-hmm. – when he came over in that return from the Ryan Ellis trade, that's really where what made things a yeah. little complicated.
2: Yep. I agree. And then, so, the game – the second game that Tomasino played in, he was actually centering um, – um, cousins and Grimaldi. So they had him playing in essence where Cody glass would be playing on a third line. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you said, that was kind of a, uh, through a wrench in things, um, on where to put guys, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. If, I mean, I really hate to see Rocco not make it, um, in the starting lineup in that first game, mm-hmm. but, I mean, like you said, there's just so many good players to choose I, from. So. It's
1: really it's really about what Tomasino produces in the rest of these preseason games. It, I mean, I don't think yeah. he did anything to hurt his cause in that last, in that second game. Uh, I know he didn't register any points, but it, the game's yeah. so much more than just scoring points. Right. And so, for the most part, I thought he looked pretty good in that game uh, from the film I saw and from what yeah. I have heard from other people talking about it. So, he didn't do anything to hurt his case. Now, in the rest of his preseason action, if he just really, really – shows out, then he can take that spot easily. And yeah. so that's the most exciting thing about this training camp is the Philip Tomasino effect. It Can he do enough to take a roster spot away from Rocco yeah. Grimaldi? Or, uh, I mean, really it comes down to Rocco Grimaldi for me. Maybe even yeah. Nick Cousins, but I don't see any scenario where Nick Cousins doesn't start. I don't
2: think so. So, yeah. I mean,
1: it, it comes down to really Rocco Grimaldi and maybe – I don't, I don't see a scenario where Cody Glass doesn't start either, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's a player also that Tomasino could take a spot from because they yeah. both play similar roles on the team. So yeah. maybe you do take Cody Glass out and you put Tomasino in. I could see that happening as well. So
2: yeah. it comes down to those I mean, two players. It's so hard to pick. We've, we've said it multiple times on the podcast that I would not want to be in John Hines' shoes and have to make these choices because there's so many options to choose from. So yeah. All right, we
1: we got one more thing to get to real quick on our quick hitters before we go on to our uh, oh, perk Perkins. picks with Kyle Perkins. That's going to be on the other side of the stream. You're going to have to. We're going to have a whole new stream start on the other side It'll of the break large. of episode 68. Kyle Perkins is joining us live. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Let's get to our last quick hitter, and that is some roster moves, some minor yep. roster moves, but everyone's quick fan favorite, Zachary Larue.
2: He oh, yeah. Is uh,
1: heading back to his respectively, <coughs> the QMJHL is where the he's headed back. Uh, Halifax yes. and, heads, uh, I think so. uh Apparently, those seasons are starting this weekend, so
2: oh, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: so I mean, it's going to happen quick. So of course, I-, I don't think I've ever really watched too much of the QMJHL, <laughs> but Zachary Larue is going to give me a reason to.
2: He will, and he gained some. Very valuable experience over the past you and know, he's month. uh and Zachary um,
1: Larue's the mascot of your uh fantasy hockey team in the official Catfish and Ice Hockey League. Yep. Uh, what is it again? Zachary LaRue flips off a of who? Up, flips off a of who? That's <laughs> one probably one of the best uh fantasy yeah. hockey team names uh, of all time. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, and, uh, awesome. and then and, and then the other two players, uh, Luke uh, Luke Prokop goes down to uh, what league did he go to here? WHL. Oh, yeah, the Western Hockey League, and yeah. then uh, Mattier goes down to yeah. uh, O-H-L. goes to the OHL. So uh, a couple of minor roster moves that gets the roster down to fifty-two players, and so uh, I mean, Man. you, you got to get this roster down pretty pretty low here in the next yeah. next few I, days.
2: I would say we're probably going to see more announcements like this the next few days of them sending guys down, but you know, we'll see what happens. Got to trim it down, man. Got 52 guys to get down to 23. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it really comes down to three or four players that we're, like, waiting to see if they can make the roster. And so that's really what this preseason comes down nope. to. And we got we got to see them uh, fixing the things that they need to fix and not focus so much on the wins and losses, see that they're improving on things. And like we said, the doubleheader, Brought some encouraging results, so we're happy to see that. We're happy to be reacting to Preds hockey again. And so, here we go. So, it's episode 68 of Catfish and Ice. We're getting ready to go to uh, Perk's Picks with Kyle Perkins. But before we do that, another week of NFL action just happened. Yes, that's right. The DraftKings Sportsbook app was there for you for week three of football in the NFL. And, of course, (laughs) DraftKings is the official betting partner of the NFL. They're our sponsor And it was an action-packed week in the NFL. And guess what? It's not too late for you to get in on this action using our promo code THPN. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN. This week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. At, uh, an official bet sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply, and there's a minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT to get in on that action with our promo code THPN. With the NFL football season, so many exciting games this past weekend in the NFL. Free money. It just yes. the NFL just keeps delivering. So go make it even better with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Of course, you've also got college football going on right now. I'm wearing my Vanderbilt hat tonight because I am the definition of a true <laughs> fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, they, and uh, Rich,
1: I don't need you laughing right now because it doesn't make I, my I'm pain not, any easier. I, don't, I mean, sixty-two. I don't, to, Sixty-two to nothing. My yeah. beloved Vanderbilt Commodores lost to Georgia this past weekend, but I am I sticking y- with them. So, if I could be a Vanderbilt football fan, I can be a Nashville Predators fan as well and not be a Fairweather fan. So, yeah, uh, I am very tested when it comes to uh, having yeah. to stick with a team through the thick oh, and yeah. thin because I'm a Vanderbilt mm-hmm. football fan. So, uh, again. It's- uh, That's what we had to deal with here. But uh, football's back. We love it. And DraftKings Sportsbook app has great offers for you. On the other side of the break here, we are going to be joined by Kyle Perkins to do another week's segment of Perks Picks, the top picks from this past week in Predators hockey. So stay tuned if you're uh, listening to the podcast on the following day. Stay tuned. It's on the other side of the break. And join us for the next segment of Captain's Nice Episode 16. All right, we're back for episode 68 of Catfish and Ice, and we are wrapping up tonight's episode with another segment of Picks with Kyle Perkins up there in Kentucky. He's joining us, and he's going to let us know his top picks of this past week in National Predators hockey as we've been discussing the preseason opener, the doubleheader against the Florida Panthers. We got a lot of encouraging results from this weekend, even though the Predators did lose those games. Kyle, how, how the hell are you doing, man? It's, it's good to have you back on Catfish
0: and Ice. Yes. Doing really well. Uh, Glad to get back at it.
2: Kind of nervous about doing this live, but it'll be all right. That's fine. We've all said dumb stuff. Don't hey, worry about it. hey, we, hey we, we've <laughs> done 68
1: episodes worth of uh, live content, and somehow we're still allowed to be on here, so I think you're going to be yeah. just
0: fine. It's fine. I mean, yeah. I've made my whole internet career about posting dumb (laughs) things so yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean Uh,
1: from what i understand from what i understand people love dumb things on twitter though so
2: we we fit right in actually
0: yeah uh it it seems to work out really well (laughs) i mean at the beginning of the
2: episode i was telling chad about big skateboard wheels and how they roll over rocks so i think we're good you can say whatever you want
0: well i all right, so talking about that, uh, there you go. I know you've seen both of you have seen the trucks that are lifted and have the giant wheels with like yeah. two inches of tire, and I call them off-road mm-hmm. skateboard trucks. There you yeah, go. Nice. <laughs> and oh, I, I, it drives me nuts. Yeah. All, all I
1: know, all, all I know is if I try to skateboard right now, I would end up on injured reserve with Lucas Pisa for the rest of eternity. Oh. Oh, and then
2: oh, we'd I, never see you again. We wouldn't know where you yeah, are. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I, mm. I need to stay away from a skateboard as, as much as possible.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: All right. All right, so here we are, episode 68 with Kyle Perkins and Perk's Picks. And let's go ahead and <laughs> let Kyle, the man, the myth, the legend, not the man, the mullet, the me- legend, like no last mullets. week. No mullets. in this episode. Mm-mm. But uh, we do have his top picks from this past week, and he's going to go ahead and get it started right now
0: so David Poole at the start of camp was like, you're going to have some players surprise you in a good way. And some players surprise you in a bad way. And I heard y'all talking about Tomasino on the end of the last segment. Yeah. My first pick is Tomasino. ooh, um, ooh. and, and it's not really that bad of a criticism on him. It's more of the situation he was in. That, fir- that first game was a little rough. Um, he, they did play him at center, they which did. really surprised me. I yeah. figured any NHL time he's going to get, he's going to get at wing, but they put him right at center. Um, one thing of concern, he went 20% on faceoffs. <laughs> um, offs That face-off percentage is not normally a stat you look at that's end-all, be-all until it's yeah. a problem, and mm. 20% is – pretty bad problem which that's something he can work on. He's still young. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of you think about you think about press veterans like Colton Sissons, even Matt Duchesne, <laughs> they're right. pretty strong in the faceoff circle. Uh so uh Tomasino that maybe has that, that might be something once he's transitioning to the NHL that he's gonna have to work on is in the mm-hmm. face off circle.
0: Yeah and uh if I I was looking at the stats earlier today and Sissons I think went something like seventy five percent. His was yeah. Really big, so and I'm not exactly sure which line Tomasino was facing off from, but if it was Sasha Barkov's line, he didn't really have much of a chance anyway. <laughs> um, that guy is ridiculously. Well, big. I still can't
1: get over. I still can't get over how the Panthers like really threw out their A squads, whereas yeah. the Preds. I mean, I know it's kind of an indictment on the fact that these two teams are very different when it comes to preseason expectations, the Panthers probably have, for the, most of their fans, they have Stanley Cup hopes, whereas the Preds were not really quite there. So I get that part of it, but uh, the talent gap was pretty wide on mm-hmm. paper with both yeah. of these games.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Uh, Panthers getting Ekblad back, that is going to be a big deal for them. He is an amazing defenseman. Mm-hmm. they just, they're a very talented team. Uh, it's, they're gonna be a fun team to watch this year. I I yeah. hope they do well. I like the the underdog stories. So, but, but uh, if you
2: look at it, you look at the two games though. They had their ringers in for both games, and they it took a it took an overtime win and a three to one win, and that's that's what they managed against the very young Predators team. So,
0: yeah, I will say the last thing about Tomasino, um, I wasn't really sure about his line mates. That that was a. Recipe for him to succeed uh, with Cuz uh, with Nick Cousins and uh, Rocco, uh, I don't know if that's exactly the guys you want to put him with to succeed. Yeah. kind of a
1: but, kind of a weird kind of a weird combination. I kind of, I'm kind of with you there, Kyle. What what kind of players would you like to see him play with in his next preseason action?
0: Uh, maybe somebody with a little more offensive upside because that's more of Tomasino's game. Uh, maybe. Maybe on a line with Tolvanen. That would be interesting yeah. to see. I, that that um, would
2: get plenty of people talking. I can promise that, you that. That's, that's moving them up to the second line there, probably. So
0: that which that goes against one of my later picks too. Uh, right. So, <laughs> all Let's right, not spoil uh, it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go on to number five, and that is Igor. Igor Afanasev looked like a our man. guy. Our guy. That, Yes. He is he's put on size, he's put on speed. The the mm. the showing he had in the prospect games and all that stuff where it looked like he was just fast, he was just as fast on yep. this game. He looked he didn't look out of place with a bunch of NHL. To
1: pull a, to pull a quote from the movie The Longest Yard, he makes fast people look not that fast.
0: Yes, especially for his size. <laughs> he is a yeah. big kid and he was throwing the body. He was, he was doing all the things you want him to do. I still don't know if he goes to the big roster this year or not, but I mean, he was the only goal for the Preds in the second game and he scored again in the shootout. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's doing all the right things. He looks so much better than he did the last time he was in for camp and he looked good then. Uh, really, really like Igor, uh, and he's he's such a character. He's that big personality, and I'm just I'm really excited for him. I I really I really want him on the big roster, like personally. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly.
1: Personally speaking, we're all like, can we have him now, like as fans? But I think if you think about it objectively as a coach, it's probably like we were talking about this in the previous segment. Uh, pretty much like. We all probably think that it's good for him to get his feet wet in the AHL this year with the Milwaukee Admirals. Let him dominate a little bit. Let him build that confidence. Let him really see 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 that production. You know, to the point where he can really craft, like really craft and fine tune his uh, his skill set to the point where going into next season he is just ready. He's there,
2: yep.
1: like.
0: I think absolutely he'll end up being, if he goes to Milwaukee, which is what it's looking like, he's going to end up. uh, A year with Carl Taylor, with the way he's been developing these guys, he's going to – I made a comparable talking to uh, Matt Best. Uh, I don't know if you all guys know him. He does the podcast with Justin Bradford. Uh, You can find him at Best best of Matt. We were talking a few weeks ago, and I compared – Igor to uh, T.J. Oshie, Ooh, and, I like
1: that person.
0: and I think that's a very fair comparison for him down the line, especially with Oshie's a fan favorite. Igor's going to be a fan favorite just with his attitude mm-hmm. and the style of play. They're both not afraid to throw the body. They're very talented players. So I think, I think on if he develops to his full potential. Carl Taylor gets him up to that next level. You could have that kind of player on the Preds.
2: So Carl Taylor, nice. Carl Taylor's probably just itching to have him on the team. He probably oh, will wait.
0: Do you know how sick they had to be because they were going to stomp everybody in the Calder Cup? Oh yeah, like, yeah. two years ago they were going to run that tournament mm-hmm. just like it was. It was going to be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. they they had it set up. Yeah. The two best goalies in the AHL just yeah. dominant.
1: And their and their roster is looking good again this year. And that yeah, that probably sure takes isn't. you to your next pick, actually, Kyle.
0: Yes, it Gives does. Uh one. and uh this one is welcome back, Connor. Um uh, Connor Ingham came back first game, played uh the first period and a half, saved twenty of twenty one, nine fifty two save percentage, looked excellent in there. Yeah, yes, he did. Uh, and, and he did. I'm so happy for him that he came back after dealing with all his personal problems and you know, everybody has issues. They all deal with them different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad he came out and was open about it and said, Hey, I have this issue. I'm getting help. Uh, Mm -hmm. So happy for him that he's came back and I'm, I'm ready for him to have a good season in Milwaukee. Because if he plays like he played the other night for a season there, he will be in Nashville the next year backing up Sorrows. Uh, he made a,
1: and, he, he showed no rust really. Like I mean he, he he made a lot of these. He survived a lot of onslaughts that kept the game very close there mm-hmm, in game one. Mm-hmm. He
0: was he was one of the first guys back in uh, Nashville that was practicing and skating. Uh, yeah. I remember a few weeks ago they were bringing it up that he was already back and skating and training in Nashville. So he's, he's really put in the effort and I, I think it showed, uh, and and I like to root for a guy like that. Somebody who's doing everything they can to be a good player. Um, going on to our next one, I'd say most people have that are listening to this have watched the movie Slapshot. Uh, oh, yeah. and the I titled this pick you do that you go to the box you know two minutes by yourself and you feel shame you know <laughs> in the words of the great Denny Lemieux bad discipline yes. bad penalties 39, penalties. 39 penalty, penalty, penalty minutes in these two games Tanner Janot doubled his penalty minute total of yeah, the we entire season last that, year. yeah, yeah. We,
1: we, we brought that up yeah <laughs> Uh, and, hey, his... and that in that game 1 in that game 1 they uh i think they killed off the first four Panthers power they plays so they, they were and they were was... they were doing decent but you can't get in that habit of you mm-hmm. know going to penalty box every two or no, three minutes and
0: us I, I still don't know how Huberdeau didn't get one uh <laughs> that guy's <laughs> deadly on the power play between Huberdeau and Hornquist uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the the, Pred, the Preds penalty killers
1: got plenty of practice and plenty of film for uh the Pretz coaching staff this for the rest of this week of uh practices because they were on that penalty kill a lot.
0: Yeah. Um and really they can't go anywhere but up from last year. Uh yeah, uh if we can not do that again, that yes. even though it made memes really easy for me to make. Um, <laughs> they're easy to make when the team's bad.
2: Uh, we're in,
1: Yeah, we're in for a really, really, really rough season if the Preds are a regular uh, team on the, on the penalty kill. That's just not going to bode well for this team.
0: Absolutely not. I would be happy with top 20. If they could get in the top 20 PK, that would – That would make me very happy.
1: Well, because a a team like this wants to play physical, we know that that's going to be their identity.
0: So mm -hmm.
1: with that, that comes with the territory. You're going to take penalties. It's just part of it. They go go hand in hand. So if you're going to play that type of style, you better be good at the penalty kill. You better have that part down in your game.
0: Here's the thing, though. If you're going to play that style – don't get the dumb penalties. Don't get the lazy, leave your hook, uh, leave your stick out and get a stupid hooking. Don't yeah. get a stupid tripping because you just, you were late on a play. If you're going to take penalty minutes because you're out there and you might catch interference or a boarding, we won't we won't talk about boarding that did not get called and all that kind of good stuff. The little Tomasino incident where cousins started throwing hands at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. He that got ran. Uh, and nothing yeah, got called didn't. on that. But uh, if you're going to play that physical style, you, you need to be disciplined in your other areas. You can't make the stupid little penalties. So yeah. eh, there, there right you there go with that. You.
2: Right there with you. I agree. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, something we alluded to earlier as I knock stuff off my desk because I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. I, I just
1: keep them down. I, I try not to move. I, them. Too. I Like I try to stay like, like a statue. But
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I have armrests on my chair, and I tend to like hold on to those, so I'm just <laughs> not like Ugh. Like you're strapped in. <laughs> yeah, all right. yeah, yeah I'm you're
2: strapped bad. in. Not gonna move. Uh, awesome.
0: so the my top two picks are both line combinations. Um, wow. my first one of the two, uh, Cunning, Glass, and Tolvenin. They didn't get any points. But they had several scoring chances, a couple of high danger scoring chances. Oh, uh, my, <laughs> my thing is, uh, one of the big things they said about Glass uh, was he's timid, that he, mm. he's he's not really aggressive with the puck as a center. And uh, when you, there's not really much room for a timid center. Uh, you've got to have somebody who can rush it down. Yep. Those guys were on the rush every single time they had to puck. Every single time. They were running at the net as hard as they could get down there. And uh it's a it's a wonder they didn't score. But they were playing Spencer Knight.
1: Yeah, he had a great game. Spencer Knight's arguably the biggest, highest rising, quickest rising young goaltender in the game right now. So
0: yeah, he in Vasi will probably still be in the conversation. But in eight nine years, um, look for it to be Knight and Askarov and a couple of guys mm-hmm. we probably haven't heard of yet that are going to be dominating the goalie conversation. Yep. Spencer Knight is the real deal. He's yep. he's he's really really God, talented.
1: These young press players were really up against it this weekend in this doubleheader against. They they were not going against scrubs on that Panthers side. That's for damn Mm-mm. sure.
0: No. No, not at all. But here's another thing. Tolvanen is thought of as a smaller player, you know, just a more – not a hard-nosed guy. Tolvanen yeah. had seven hits. Ooh, he led damn. the team in hits. I didn't not see Tanner that. Janot, not And this is for both games. He led hits in both games. So he out-hit Tanner Janot. He out-hit Matthew Olivier. He out-hit Jakob Trennan. Wow yeah um that's a very
1: that's a very encouraging thing to see out of a player like tolvan who you want to see him round out his game more and it looks like he's starting to do that
0: yeah and he and i was listening to hal gill and uh pete weber and i love those two guys and um hal just said his his sights are off just a little bit talking about ellie Mm -hmm. and once he gets that dialed in and it's probably just a rust getting back into the flow, Tolvanen took, I want to say seven or eight shots. Um, He was averaging last year around three or four a game. So his shots have went up and I like that. I hope he keeps up with that. I'd like to see him getting more shot opportunities because more shots equals more goals. You you miss all of them. You don't shoot. Uh, That's right. So, i to
2: Yeah, he had a block block as well. 16 minutes of ice time. So yeah, he seven he, hits for 16 minutes. That's pretty strong.
0: Number two on the team in hits is also on that same line, and that's Luke Cunning. Mm. Luke Cunning's a sneaky good player. He's I'm I'm so, a,
1: so last last season when Luke Cunning Luke Cunning quickly Like became one of the podcast's favorite players. Like I mean, every mm -hmm. episode we were just, just gushing over this guy and like this. Who was new to the team at the time? We were like, "Who is this Luke Cunning guy that's just out here wrecking people as a forward?" Like I mean, he's playing like a defenseman out here, like a like a like a like an enforcer, and he's a forward, and he just has this clutch ability to his game as well, where he can also sneak goals past you. Like I mean, he's just.
0: So exciting to watch, yeah, and I mean, and you think about it he's he's another reclamation project because he's a first round pick. people forget that he was um first round pick by Minnesota, and they kind of was like, yeah, well, he's not developing to what we want, and you know that's two of those guys on the same line in him and glass, mm-hmm. and that line of, that line right there already seems to have that chemistry um. I I know it's early, but those guys seem to already have that. I know where he's going to be. I know what he's going to do. They're all playing the same style. I'm not going to say it's going to be a line when the season starts, but it's going to be definitely something to look at. Mm-hmm. Now, another line that could be a line when the season starts, depending, is this first line. And it was very odd that this was the most productive line. Is this of your the top entire, pick? This, this is the top pick. top
1: pick. Okay, here we go.
0: And that would be the line of Tanner Janot, Rim Pitlick, and Yakov Trennan. This line combined yes. for four goals and six points and was the best-looking line of the entire two games. Absolutely. These guys were all over the Florida goalies, every time they touched the puck. They were Tanner Janos laying on his back trying to smack it in and everything else. Mm-hmm. And technically one of those goals was on the power play with Pitlick. So mm-hmm. – and Trennan's was a shorty. Yep. Uh, so Gakoff Trennan – That,
1: that awesome. Trennan goal – tr- That Trennan goal, the way he just skated right in and just finished. He mm-hmm. finished.
0: He's been, po- his agent is, uh, I want to say, Shumi Babev. Uh, he's been posting videos all summer of Yakov training in Russia. And they're just this these crazy training sessions that he's going through. And you can tell oh, it's awesome. paid off. And I, he, he has improved greatly. But Tanner Janot. Oh, man. Tanner Janot is, he has really come a long way. And... I, I've talked to people last year, and they're like, he's a fourth-line guy. I mm. think he might be more of a third-line guy. He's uh, making a case is. for it. He's making a real good case for himself with his his offensive upside. If you look, there was a guy on Florida in that same <laughs> game that I'd really love to see him take after in Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would park him in front of the net, and he's going to smack at it until he gets it in or gets it out to somebody who can He's a goalie's hey. worst
1: night. He, uh, Tanner knows a goalie's is. worst nightmare because if he's not scoring a goal, he's he's blocking his uh, uh his line sight where uh, you're blasting from the blue line. The goalie can't see your screen. The goaltender he he makes things happen out there. He makes chaos happen. He's going to score a lot of deflection goals, most likely.
0: Yep. Uh, he's he's just a big body. He's not afraid to throw it, and he's he'll stand in that dirty spot and. He's sitting there like I said he's laying on his back trying to smack this puck in and he's got three defenders almost standing on him.
2: He actually and, pushed it in I think. He like,
0: yeah, yeah, he was sitting there and he finally pushed it in yeah. and it just barely trickles in but he never gave up on it. Yeah. That that kid is something. Um, is it fair need.
1: to I think it's I think it's fair to say outside of maybe Roman Yosi uh maybe you throw Forsberg in there, maybe you throw Soros in there. Tanner Janot is like becoming one of the most the biggest fan favorites of this team. I, I would say right. so.
0: I would say so. Especially considering the, the high paid guys the way and he how he they're just, underproducing. Just
1: because the way he plays, fans appreciate the way he plays. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, and I would consider Nashville a blue collar fan base. So <laughs> I mean, you look at where Tanner Janot's from, and it looks like where I'm from. And it's <laughs> he's from Oxbow, Saskatchewan. Look yeah, it up. But that, it that is first nothing there. <laughs> that
1: fir- that first goal he scored to open up the preseason uh, scoring. I mean, that was some offensive uh, flair, though. That wasn't like yes,
0: that,
1: nothing blue collar about that. That was actually pretty uh, a flashy style goal. Yeah.
2: Yes, it was. So
1: he's in, got uh, it in. He's got it in.
2: He's got it in him. And if you think about, you think about, you know, the predators are all in on him. You know, he was on the protected list Mm -hmm. from Seattle. He knows, he knows that this is his time. Um, You know, a lot of eyes are on him. A lot of fans like him. I think he, he's going to definitely prove his worth more than he did last season. I think so too. Um,
0: Another thing, the center on this line, Rim Pentlick. Yep. And I'm a huge Pitlick fan. He's, he's, he's got that little bit of edge to his game, but every time he's came up the, to the big team, he hasn't really shown it. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's played a little more reserved every time he's came up to the big team. He's playing with that edge with the big team now. And it showed. And I, I was telling you all earlier that I had a little bit of a funny story. I was mowing my yard. I have a zero-turn lawnmower, and I'm going along, and Pete Weber's calling the game, and I'm just listening, listening. And he starts yelling that uh, Rim Pitlick scored on the power play, and I did the ah! hands up and everything, and I may or may not have drove through my garden. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. And, he, and, and was... that's
1: for a preseason game. That's for a preseason yeah. game. How are you going to act during the regular season? Stay off your mower. Yeah, don't
0: mow in hockey. Don't mow and listen to hockey. Yeah. Uh, But I was so glad to see him get that score because he he came really, really close a couple of times in the games that he played with Nashville last year. And uh, I really hope he gets a look up on the big squad at least a few times this year. Uh, He's getting older as a prospect, so – I'd really like to see him get that opportunity, but the roster's so crowded, especially yes. more in the skill forward department. When you have two eight million dollar centers that play like three million dollar centers, uh, I call uh, uh,
2: yeah, kind of kind of, money
1: line. It's
0: kind of yeah. It's well. like having uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch
2: Marner without all the
0: good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's mm. what.
2: Yeah, that's what I call. Um, well, Forsberg, Duchesne, and Johansson—they're the money line. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh.
1: Let. Hey. Let, let's not focus on the negative here. Let's hope it's not wash, that's rinse, right. and repeat this year with those with those guys. And let's let let let's look at it half full here. And that the, yes, these 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 guys we're talking about here—they're going to come back. Uh, pissed off for greatness. They're going to come out here ready to uh, prove all of their critics wrong. And that's what I was saying. And real quick before we wrap up episode 68, because I want to see how you feel about this, Kyle. I said in the first segment opening face-off, I said, I would really like a dress rehearsal game against Tampa Bay with these veterans, even though I we all know that they're seasoned and they know what to do. I would like to see them out there. I would like to see John Hines throw out his initial, uh, lineup combination that he's thinking about running with and let's see how it looks against a very quality back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. How do you feel about that or do you want to or would you rather keep seeing the younger players?
0: Well, uh greedily for myself, I'm going to the game Saturday night, so oh, cool. it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they threw out the the big guns and seen what happened. But uh, I, I I even Non-greedily, I think that's probably a good idea. They need at least a tune-up game because you don't want to and come I mean, in and uh, play Seattle that first game. You really don't want to be the first L to. You don't the want to have any rust team. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, and we expect them to do that at some point, but we were kind of saying, like, I would like to see it. Uh, sooner rather than later because uh, if if an, if unfortunately an injury does happen to one of these players and it's one of those oh, yeah. nagging injuries, at least you still have a decent amount of time yeah. before October 14th. And so I think, I think this Thursday, the next game against Tampa, would be a good one to uh, – and I think that I would expect that. I would expect to see some of those players in this next game. So we'll have to wait and see. Of course, we wake up every morning on game day waiting to see those projected lineups oh, yeah. um, from Brooks Bratton. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what John Hines decides to do in this next preseason game against Tampa on Thursday. Uh
0: yeah, I'll I'll be really interested to see who he starts as a goalie, uh, whether he'll start Saros. I'd like to see right. Soros. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I would like to see Soros and I would like to see Soros and David Riddick split. Uh, and, and I'm really all on board with uh, David Riddick getting the bulk of the preseason action. Um, of course, I want to see Connor out there as well, and I hope he's not done playing this preseason. But uh, David Riddick needs all the time he can get because he's going to be counted upon as as a backup to Soros yep. this year. And so, Thank I really you. want to see him get all the all the work he can get this preseason to really get get some of his uh, uh, confidence level up as well. Yes.
0: The other side of that coin could be, though, if UC comes in, he's a notoriously slow starter. Um, Mm -hmm. If he comes in and kind of lays an egg in the preseason, play him as much as you can to try to get him in his groove before the actual season starts. That's
2: true. That's
0: That's true. true. Good point.
1: All right. So uh, that wraps up episode 68 of Catfish and Ice as it was our preseason edition it's nice to be talking hockey again. Yes. Kyle, we appreciate you. You'll be back in the next episode uh, to talk more preseason hockey and to get more picks out there for us. We uh, we love getting those from you. All we right. hope you have a great week, everyone. We appreciate you joining us for episode 68. We can't thank you enough. Please reach out to us on social media, at Catfish Ice on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love hearing from, from you. We love talking hockey with you on the socials, so do that with us. Until then, this is Chad Minton with Kyle Perkins and Rich Howe, and we will see you next week for Episode 69. Stay safe,
2: everyone.